6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. And you know what? I think a lot of us were expecting a news conference today, um, expecting word about whether official word about whether or not Alberta has hit that 70% mark of those 12 plus getting their first dose of vaccine. We know that there has been a push on to hit that mark by today because that would allow us those two weeks, (coughs) excuse me, that have been put in place those two weeks um, before we would lift all rec- all all uh, restrictions and get into phase three. That would happen on Canada Day. As of earlier today, we were just under about 10,000 doses to get to that mark. We were sitting at about 69.7%. Now, we'll keep an eye on that throughout the afternoon. And a short time ago, the Public Health Agency of Canada released its suggested roadmap for reopening based on vaccination rates and case counts. It's a little different than what we're doing here in Alberta. It suggests provinces should begin to lift public health restrictions only once 75% of adults have had at least one vaccine dose and 20% are fully vaccinated. As well, the National Advisory Committee on Immunization has updated its recommendations on types of vaccines, kind of mixing and matching. Let's get into it all with microbiologist Jason Tetro, who is also the host of the Super Awesome Science Show and author of The Germ Code and Germ Files. Hey, Jason, welcome back to the show. Hey, great to be joining you. All right. So, um, boy, oh boy, we are so close. We are inching very, very close to that 70% mark. Um, Your thoughts as we're possibly going into full-on opening, no restrictions in two weeks' time. (laughs) You should have gone for 65. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, think about it. Like, for the last week now, we've been looking at this thing more intensely than we have pretty much anything about the COVID-19 pandemic since the very beginning. I mean, it's absolutely insane how we've made this one arbitrary number of 70%. And if we get to it, then we can have Canada Day in the stampede. Mm. But at the end... When you think about it from a scientific perspective, whether it's 69.7, 70.1, or 75, it's not really going to make that much of a difference. And now that we know that the Delta is here, it really has nothing to do about first doses. It has to do about the second doses. So, I mean, we're, we're all paying attention no, to something. Why do you yeah? say it makes no difference if it's 70 or 75%? Because the fact of the matter is that when you reach the elimination threshold, what's happening is that the cases are going to start to drop significantly. And we saw this happening in the United States and some states at 40%. And in some other states, we saw it at 65%. Um, we're see- we've seen it in Israel at around 50%. So every jurisdiction is going to be a little bit different. But the real critical factor isn't how many people are vaccinated. It is what is the case count. It's just that with this particular government, they tried to rely on case counts for opening strategies over the last two times, and they got burned for it. You can't get burned for vaccination. It's always going to go up. But at the end of the day, it's more about the cases that is really the most important thing, and also the variants and what they happen to be. 
Uh, let's talk about that Delta variant. What do we have to keep in mind as we uh, as we hit that 70% mark, as we reopen, mm-hmm. as people, um, you know, get, as more and more people get their second doses, I think we're over 20% or we are over 20% yeah. here in this pro- in this province continues uh, to, to roll out and more and more people getting in there. That is really the key when it comes to Delta, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, right now we know that the uh, one dose is only going to be about 30% effective against the Delta. And the reason for that is simply that it mutated or it, it not I mean, evolved is like what we prefer to say, into something that looks more and more like the common cold. Um, So in that light, it's just spreading really, really well. And a lot of the uh, techniques that we've been using to be able to prevent the original lineage just simply are not working. So we have to be absolutely sure now that we are getting that second dose because it's going to give us that supreme amount of protection to be able to prevent it. About, you know, 75 to 80%, depending on which one of the vaccines you've chosen. And I think that's really the critical factor right now, because that's the only thing that could be the, the, the you know, wrench in the cogs, if you will. And if Delta does start to spread and start, does start to go around like it has in the UK, well, it doesn't really matter how many people are vaccinated with one dose, it's now going to be second doses that we have to measure. Let's talk about um, this recommendation today from the National Advisory Council on Immunization. Mm-hmm. They updated its recommend- recommendations on the types of vaccine, um, now recommending that the mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer, the Myder- Moderna, be the first offered to, can- to Canadians, yeah. um, unless there's an issue like an allergy. For those with one dose of AstraZeneca, it's now recommending an mRNA shot uh, be first offered as a second dose. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, messi- the messaging on this is confusing it's constantly changing and i think that it causes um people not to trust you know the recommendations and not trust those uh you know making these decisions these people saying you know the scientists that we're supposed to be taking Mm -hmm. this all from Oh, yeah. And I kind of have to agree with you. Literally, I get a text message from a colleague of mine saying that NASI has come out with new recommendations. And my first response is to do the Picard um, head facepalm because I'm just like, what have they said now? Um, Science is one of those things that uh, as you learn more from the data, you want to be able to change policy. The problem is that we're changing policy faster than changing lights at intersections. (laughs) (laughs) And as a result of that, it becomes almost um, dizzying because even though the science might say one thing, if you're not putting that into a perspective that the the public can appreciate and and actually see the difference in, they're just going to start scratching their heads. Now, Mm -hmm. is there a difference between getting AstraZeneca as a second dose and Pfizer as a second dose, even if you had AstraZeneca as a first? Yeah, about 5% effectiveness, right? But is that enough to make a policy change like that? I don't think so. Most people are not going to think so. Uh, Jace, before we run out of time here, I want to ask you if, you know, as we are just around the corner, it would appear from that full uh, reopening and the restrictions uh, being lifted. I'm expecting now a news conference tomorrow and, you know, you know, bells and whistles going off uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So and we'll, we'll cover that, of course, right here on 630 Ched. So what are you suggesting to keep in mind uh, once we are fully reopened and once we are fully vaccinated? Again, One of the things that we have to go and back and remember is that 
when we had the flu going around, we had different things that we wanted to do and different things that we shouldn't do. And I think we should remember some of those basic hygiene principles so that when we do start opening up massively, we incorporate that into what we're doing. And I think, again, the two most important factors right now are simply this. We're at a one dose of vaccination. The Delta needs two. So keep an eye on those Delta numbers and keep an eye on the individuals with you with whom you're uh, you know associating with and most likely many of them are going to be only one dose and if that's the case well maintain what we've been doing all along if however everyone's got two doses and it's been 15 days well you know have some fun hug it out <laughs> yeah hug it in can't wait to do some hugging to say the least Jason I, you know it's just I <laughs> think too. there's there's a yeah when, when you look at the hockey games you know you look at the Vegas uh, NHL you know the playoffs last night you see full stands and I had a friend of mine who lives mm-hmm. in Chicago was at a ball game full stands and we're just like come on you know so many which is like, come on, let's get on with it. And I think the other really important point to, to make here is, is this, is that even if everything is lifted, even if the, all the recommendations are lifted, if the mask by law is lifted, it doesn't mean, um, I, I mean, you, everyone has to do what they're comfortable with, right? I mean, so oh, we're yeah. not forced, no one's being forcing you to go to a concert, no one's forcing you to stop wearing a mask. Everyone needs to find their own comfort zone moving forward. I think that is really important to remember. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I'm the guy that's been telling you to wear a scarf every single winter because it's a face protection. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to tell you don't put on a mask because that's basically what I would have preferred in the first place. It's just that back then people would look at you weird or they would give you side eye or take you behind for secondary at an airport. Now, not going to happen. Put the mask on. You'll be, you'll be safe. Put the mask on. Yeah. All right, Jason. Always great to talk with you. Thanks for the update. Appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Take care. Yeah, you betcha. Jason Tetro, you can check out uh, the super awesome science show wherever you download your favorite podcasts.